This is What The Heck Is A One Man Podcast. Today's episode is called Six Points and A Big Fuck Off Fine. So, six points and a big fuck off fine. Allow me to explain. In today's episode, you are going to learn what not to do. And hopefully... If you are presented with any similar scenarios, you will also not make the same mistakes I did. But because I'm a fucking idiot, I made some pretty stupid mistakes. Along the way, you will be thinking, well, that wasn't wise, Rick. Let's get into it. So this story is set in Burnley. Bloody Burnley. All right, mate. That's how they say, mate. They say, all right, mate. How you doing, mate? No, mate. Yeah, mate. All right, mate. See you later then, mate. Take care, mate. Bye, mate. (laughs) I was just trying to say mate as many times as I could say mate. Again, another accent on this podcast. They just keep coming. They just keep coming. (laughs) But Burnley is where this story is set. Now, I was working in Burnley for around four or five months And this story is set on the very first night of working in Burnley. It always happens on the first night, all these fucked up things, doesn't it? I think if I need another podcast story, I'm just going to go and work somewhere for the first time and I'm sure something will happen which will be like, fuck's sake, Rick. And then I've got another episode for you guys. But yeah, it was night number one of working in Burnley. I didn't know this, but where all the pubs and bars are, There's a one-way system that kicks in at around, I don't know, maybe 11 o'clock, 12 o'clock. But building up to that, cars can just freely drive through this area. Now, I drove through this area and parked up, and I just presumed when I was leaving that I could just take that same route. Even the sat-nav was telling me to go down this road. So that's exactly what I did. I had a Chrysler 300 at the time, one of them big bastards that looked like a Bentley. But it wasn't badged up as a Bentley, don't worry, I'm not a fucking idiot. But it did stand out. It had 22-inch rims on it, all the windows were tinted, big Porsche exhaust on the back, it looked mega. And when you're driving down a one-way street at 4am, the police are going to notice it, Rick. So I'm going to set the scene, and I'm going to set the picture, so I'm going to tell you exactly how it happened and how it went down, right? I set the sat-nav up in the car because I wasn't entirely sure how to get back to the motorway. And it's worth noting at this point that the sat-nav was set on my phone and the phone was mounted in between my gear stick and the radio. So in that little middle section. I set off, my phone was lit up, obviously, because it was telling me where to go. And a police officer stopped me, stood in front of the road, started waving me down, told me to pull over. So I pulled over. And after I pulled over, he made me reverse back down the one-way street so he could speak to me. And this is four o'clock in the morning and clubs are kicking out left, right and centre. It's busy as hell. So I reverse down this one-way street with people coming out of clubs and coming out of all these different venues drunk and it was all going, ah, you fucked it, you fucked it, and just, ah, you fucked it, mate, you fucked it, mate. That was more accurate to what they were saying. (laughs) 
the copper leans his head in and he sees my phone on the side and he went, you were using your phone then, weren't you? I said, no. Well, when you came around that corner and I stopped you, your face was lit up by your phone. I said, my phone's there and it's being used as a sat-nav. He then makes me turn off the engine, get out of the car whilst he runs his checks. So I let him do this whilst getting a whole load of abuse again. And he tells me that he's giving me a ticket for using my phone whilst driving. And I said, I was not using my phone whilst driving. And he said, well, if you want to take it to court, we can do because there's cameras all over the place around here and they will all pick up you on your phone. At this point, he literally wanted me to say, yes, I was on my phone or yes, I was using it. And I'm not going to admit something that I didn't do. Like, if I did do it, I wouldn't give a fuck. I would tell you now. Like, I legit was not using my phone whilst driving. So at this point for me, it's literally principle that I'm not having this guy tell me I was using my phone when I wasn't. And even if I was, there would have been no possible way with his line of sight that he could have saw me using my phone he stepped out into the road as he saw me come around the corner and realised that I weren't a taxi or I had the right credentials to come down this road. He saw a big flashy car and thought, I'm pulling this cunt over. And also to bear in mind, this is a beat bobby, so someone who's walking the streets. He's not a traffic cop. He's just literally someone stood on the streets on a Friday night making sure that no one's kicking off saying, come on then, mate, let's have a fight, mate. He clearly didn't like me and... I didn't like him. I'll be honest, I developed a slight attitude with him once I realised he was trying to get me to admit something I hadn't done. So fuck him. There's good eggs and there's bad eggs in every line of work that we come into in this life. And unfortunately, I'd bumped into a bad egg. And he was bald as well, he actually looked like an egg. So he does his checks on me, nothing comes back, everything's legit, I'm legit, I'm not wanted, obviously. He then says, right, I'm writing you a ticket for using your phone whilst you're driving and he wants me to sign for it. I refuse to sign. I'm not signing for anything that I've not done. That was that. The letter eventually came through. It said I had the option of six points and a big fine or I could challenge it and take it to court. For me, court was the obvious answer. A quick check online, a lot of forums are saying you're wasting your time. I asked a number of police officers who I was friendly with that I know from working security over the years. And again, they was all the same saying, look, Rick, I appreciate what you're saying. But if you take that to court, you will lose. 100% they're going to side with the police. It's not worth it. Not only that, if I did go to court with it, I wouldn't just be eligible for the points and the fine. I would then also have to pay for all the court fees for that day, which we're talking thousands. So there was a lot for me to take in here because I'd genuinely done nothing wrong and I felt hard done by that the police could just fuck me over like this and say, yep, I saw you on your phone. There you go, there's a ticket. And I've never been in this position before where I feel like I'd been aggrieved. I thought, fuck it, I'm taking it to court. I am legit taking it to court. I even wrote them a letter to explain what this copper did and said and told the story that I told you guys. Like, he even made me reverse down the street, which I thought was really unprofessional. And I, 
he treated me like I was a drug dealer. He really did. The way he was talking to me and the energy I was getting from him, he was treating me like I was a piece of shit. And I was nice to him at first. I tried to be really amicable because I know that if you go into the police with an attitude when you're dealing with them, you're you know, you're know only going to get what you give. And I was nothing but nice with the guy. And I think he just thought that I was above the law and I could just do what I wanted. I explained to the guy, look, it's my first shift here in Burnley. I was hoping he was going to side with me because I was working security. Like, you know, we're on the same side here, pal. He weren't having any of it at all. And he was adamant that he was going to give me a ticket. The bald rat. Sorry, I, it still gets to me to this day. <laughs> I wrote a letter to appeal and I then said I would be happy to take this to court I wasn't happy about it but I did say you know if this has to go to court I'll take it to court I honestly had it in my head that when this goes to court they would go over all the CCTV which I knew for a fact there wasn't going to be any because I'd gone back into the town the next day to see if where he pulled me up and where he said he saw me was that would it have been covered by anywhere? And it really wasn't. There was no town CCTV. The cameras for the clubs don't face in the road. If, you know, some of them might catch the road, but they're not going to be good enough or clear enough to see me allegedly using my phone, right? So I'm thinking, fuck it, yeah, let's go to court. Because if he's trying to tell me that they'll pull the CCTV up and they've got me banged to rights, then again, fuck him. I honestly thought it wouldn't even make it to court because there wasn't any evidence, but apparently his word's enough. So a court date was set, and let me tell you, I was fucking shitting it because I went in self-represented. Yeah, remember when I told you earlier that I made some decisions where you thought, fucking hell, Rick, that's not clever. Yeah, well, this is one of them. I went in self-represented. Not only did I go in self-represented, I had all these little thing, all these little notices that I'd made to myself to keep referencing them and keep like dropping them in, looking dead clever and intelligent. I was even watching like how people react in court, all these TV shows and how court is represented and stuff. And let me fucking tell you guys, it's not the same. It's not the same. I got in court, I was asked to go first. I had made all these notes, right? So he said that he saw my phone light up my face as I came around the corner next to my ear. In his statement, sorry, I missed that bit out. He actually said in his statement that my phone was to my ear, which is a fucking lie. And outright, outright, it was a fucking lie, all right? He just lied. And at the time, I had like an iPhone 6 or an iPhone 7 or something like that. It was one of the first iPhones that when you make a phone call and you put the phone to your ear, it dims the backlight. It was the first phone that did it or the first iPhone that did it. I had that little gem ready to go. And I basically just cross-referenced his statement to what actually happened. And I made all these different notes because the timing was wrong when he said he pulled me over. Also, I went to EE to ask them if I could have my phone records so I could cross-reference the timings so they would see that there was no phone call made around that time. Instantly, the whole thing's put to bed. And the guy respectfully said, it's for them to chase it, not you. 
Like the police have to come and get that and they will be happy to give it to the police. But you can't get your own phone records. How crazy is that? Obviously, you've got a record in your in your phone book when you look, but you can't actually get your own phone records if you want them when you phone up EE. That is mental. I did not know that. So, yeah, I, I tried to get them and I couldn't get them. But once again, it was another little nugget that I had ready to go. So I'm up in the little stand and they asked me to give my version of events. I held back a load of information. I asked them as questions but didn't give them the answers because I wanted to wait until the final, like, not guilty moment where I can turn around and make him look like a fucking idiot and say, ah, well, actually, you said that you pulled me up at 4.45, whereas in actual fact, the ticket was written out at 4.15. So it's little nuggets like that. Now, the first thing I said was, I gave him a version of events, told them what happened, and then he said, do you have any questions for the officer? The officer's sat facing. I said, yes, I do. I said, what phone have you got? He said, an iPhone. I said, thank you. I said, what time did you pull me up? He gave me a time. I said, thank you. I went on like this for a good couple of minutes, just asking questions. And when I got the answer, I was just really smug going, hmm. Right, that's interesting. Hmm, okay. Hmm, noted. Right. And at the end, I was happy knowing that he had all these answers wrong. So, I turned around and said, Your Honour, no more questions. And I stood up and I went to sit back down on the bench. And the judge holding back a laugh was like, uh, Mr Carr, um, the court appreciates that you are self-represented today. We do have to say, was there a point to any of your questions? And I said, well, yeah, but we've not got to that bit yet. And he said, no, that was the time to get to that bit. You ask your questions and you do your little cross interrogation. And then we move on to his side. And then we go away and make a statement. Now, in the fucking films and movies, you just give your version of events, they give theirs, and then you do the little cross interrogation. Fuck's sake, I looked like an absolute fucking lemon. Honestly, I felt like a proper parcel. I was sat there and I was so smug. I felt so confident knowing that he had got all these answers wrong. <laughs> <laughs> and I was just sat there going, mm -mm, right, oh, yeah, that's interesting, what a fuck, I'm cringing thinking about it now. <laughs> so I had to get back up, re-ask the questions, to then say why I was asking the questions. First of all, I'm in court when I probably shouldn't be, I probably should have just bit the bullet and took the fucking fine and points, but yet here I am now, against everyone's advice and making an absolute mockery of myself. I imagine in Burnley, they probably talk about this case to the day. Like, do you remember when that guy came in? He was like, mm-hmm, yep, yeah, oh, what a fucking idiot he was. Uh, it, it wouldn't surprise me if that was the case. I bet they went home and had a fucking right laugh. This guy came in today, you should have seen him, love. 
So yeah, I got through all my questions and then I told them why. But it wasn't as impactful, I don't think. So I was like, well, the reason I asked, did you have an iPhone? Because as you know, when you have an iPhone, if you have an iPhone 7, which I do, when you put the phone to your ear, the light dims. So the reason I asked the question is because allegedly you saw me on the phone whilst driving coming around the corner whereas my phone couldn't have been lit up against the side of my face because I have an iPhone 7 and it wouldn't have lit up on the side of my face. So that's why I was asking the question. It was a long haul, a long, long, long haul. He went up and he gave his version of events and honestly, I felt so out of place. He'd clearly been here millions of times before. He gave his credentials he loved the business and he had a top-notch lawyer working with him as well. I even asked, was he a traffic cop at one point? He went, are you a traffic cop? Are you trained in traffic? And he was like, no. And I was like, oh, okay, well, that's an interesting one. Moving on. Oh, God, the cringe. His lawyer, or solicitor, sorry, his solicitor was saying, so Mr. Carr, very posh, upper-class Southern Wang crew was, Mr. Carr, so... You're telling me that you were driving home and you had your sat-nav on, you say, and it was in between your gear stick and in between your radio. So you're driving, yes, and you're looking down at the sat-nav and then you're looking back up at the wheel and then you're looking down at the sat-nav, seeing where to go, and then you're looking back up at the wheel. He was basically trying to make me sound like I was a dangerous driver, keeping my eye off the road and looking down and looking up. I seen exactly what he was trying to lead me into doing. And I just said, no, I was just listening to it. I don't need to look at it. It was just saying, at the end of the road, turn left. I don't need to look at the sat-nav to do that. He asked questions and then asked why he was asking the questions. Clearly, wasn't his first rodeo. I felt like I handled myself... Um, very poorly. <laughs> I feel like emotion got in the way a lot of the time with how I answered the questions because I genuinely felt like I was on the back foot from the get-go and I was regretting even going into the courtroom because I was just so out of place. I had my friend who was from Burnley called Mike who was sat in watching just as moral support. I felt embarrassed, like full-blown adult embarrassment even the fact I'd let it come to this I should have just listened to everyone's advice and not even bothered but they went away they deliberated it took two hours honestly in them two hours I just wanted the world to swallow me up because it was a horrible horrible wait like I couldn't be asked. I just thought just get it over with tell me how much I owe uh, get it over and done with they come back out, I'm sat in the courtroom. Mr. Carr, beyond reasonable doubt, we find you not guilty. <laughs> <laughs> I could not fucking believe it. They have to prove without reasonable doubt, like there's no fucking glimmer of doubt that what I'm saying isn't true. And they have to be able to believe that every single word that that copper is saying is 100% true. And if there's any type of little conflict where they think, oh, well, actually, I'm not too sure, boom, not guilty. 
oh my god the way it went and the energies i felt in the room throughout the entire day i was positive regardless i was going to be found guilty for using my phone whilst driving and i was going to get fined oh my god as the judge started rambling on with all of his legal stuff i slowly turned around in my seat to look at the lawyer and the police officer to just say fuck you and i was so happy and i'm not twat <laughs> i'm really not but in that situation what you'd put me through ah oh, the relief the fucking relief i was so happy but then i thought to myself if he sees me around burnley again he's gonna absolutely scream it for anything <laughs> from that day on i think i used to park my car like near the motorway pretty much so that i could just finish work have a little five minute walk and then just drive straight onto the motorway where i knew where i was <laughs> Oh, it was emotional, and yes, I hold my hands up that I was a fucking idiot. But, stand up for what you believe in, because I did, and I made a dick of myself along the way as well, so, yeah. I hope it was educational, and you learnt a lot this episode. <laughs> Until next time, guys, take it easy, yeah? <laughs>